Welcome back to the Writer's Advice Podcast, everyone. I'm so excited for another fabulous interview today. And just a quick little shout out. The Writer's Advice Podcast is now brought to you by Booksprout. Booksprout is literally the go-to for anyone who has written a book, who is bringing out a book and wants to get pre-reviewers. Reviews are so important to get your book seen on so many of the major outlets and retailers, and also just to grab that feedback on your book and create that community and build that base of readers. And Booksprout, you can literally upload your books from wherever, uh, whatever platform that you use as your distributor. Send it out before it's released so you can send out ARC copies for free to all of your reviewers and get get early feedback, create that base and, and chat to people as well. Um, and then all your reviews are based everywhere. I love Booksprout because it is the one um, platform, I guess, that I have found where you get to have that really one-on-one interaction with people that are reading your books and and get all that feedback and and all that good stuff. So just head to booksprout.com to learn more about it. And if you're a reader and you want to read advanced copies, you can sign up for free as well and read everyone's books. My next full series is on there. So if you're a lover of YA dystopian, the Social Games trilogy is now on there. All you have to do is hit a book sprout, search my name, and you can read the full trilogy for free if you love all things Matrix, Metaverse, Black Mirror, AI, and a little bit of a futuristic dystopian world with a strong heroine female character, then search my name in book sprout now. Also, it is bought, this episode is brought to you by the Six Figure Author Coach. Now, this is if you have some books on your belt, you've classified yourself a writer, and you are now like, oh my God, I am going all into this self-publishing, into your business, and you want to make the most of it, but you're like, where the hell do I start? This is your go-to guide for all things marketing with proven strategies, all things writing, all things editing, literally everything that you need to create the most success for your books. Rebecca Hamilton and her team at the Six Figure Author Coach have it all, all courses, as well as their 3XP course, which is their signature course of all things Um marketing and becoming the best author that you want to be. So if you think that this might be for you, if you're looking at um, getting a mentor in your process of becoming a writer, then contact me at Olivia Hillier Author, O-L-I-V-I-A-H-I-L-L-I-E-R Author on any socials to chat to me about it. Um, and yeah, how the Six Figure Author Coach might work for you. Okay, that is on my updates. Now, let's get into this fabulous interview. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Writer's Advice Podcast. I am very excited because today we have Joanna Horton with us, who is 
hot on the release of her new book, Between You and Me, um, just to give context because we might go, this is out on the 5th of April. Am I right, Joanna? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this will come out a little bit a little bit after that. So if we go, sometimes I do these podcasts beforehand and I go a bit before and after 10, so okay. it's a bit confusing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, all good. It's already out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you so Well, much. it is already out. It, it came out last week. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, it is a bit. Oh, my God. Go anyway. <laughs> um, well, yeah, how is it all going? <laughs> right, we're on the same on? page. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I honestly read this book and it is chilling. It is captivating. It is, there is so much, there's so many layers to the relationships in there. And I'm just like, honestly, in awe of how you pull, pulled it off because it's so beautiful and intertwined. And I don't want to give too much of a way, of it away. I'll let you um, say the synopsis soon enough, but I want to go all the way back to the start, um, Joanna, and talk about exactly mm. when you started writing and, and how that kind of journey started for you. Yeah, um, thanks so much for those kind words and thanks for having me. Um, I think, yeah, I, I never really know how to answer that question of, yeah, when did you start writing the book or how long did it take you? Because it's been um, quite a long journey in some ways. Um, I began working on what, what I would call a very early version of this manuscript um, when I was about probably in my mid-20s, like 26, 27, um, and I was working in an office job full-time and kind of had reached that stage in full-time work where, you know, when you're like Googling flights to Paris, like every second day and you're like, <laughs> oh, I can't stay in this job that much longer. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so it was getting to that stage and I kind of realized that I'd never had a proper gap year or, or like taken any time really to do the things that I was interested in. I kind of gone straight from um, uni to work. So ended up, um, quitting that job I had some savings um, enough to live on for a while and so um, one of the things I wanted to do with that time was to um, work properly on, on my novel so I was I had this manuscript that I had been working on um, that I sat down to finish and it was sort of I guess loosely based on the lives and the experiences of myself and my friends at the time insofar as we were all like grappling with our post-university lives and figuring out what what to do um, as adults but um, I guess it lacked a few minor things like you know a plot um, pacing proper stakes things like that um, so I finished it and I knew that it wasn't that good um, I showed it to my boyfriend who's very diplomatic very um, emotionally sensitive and he was you know dip kindly and diplomatically um, was like, yeah, it's not really working, uh, which I did already know. Um, and I think as a writer, like you generally have a sense after long, after you spend long enough on a project, if it's got legs or not. So it wasn't that surprising. So we were kind of then brainstorming about like what I could do with it. And through that conversation um, came the idea of like, what if one of the characters was older? Um, um, because one of the problems with that first initial attempt I guess is that um, all of the characters as I said were similar to me and my friends at the time um, all kind of in their mid-20s and kind of going through the same life experiences whereas I thought that it actually might be more interesting to have 
another character who is in a different phase of life, who is like more established in their adulthood, who's got more money, more status, like more power in some ways, and to have them like brush up against each other somehow. Um, and as soon as I uh, had that idea, I kind of saw the whole story like opening up ahead of me. Um, it was like something just clicked in. And after that, I, was, I sat down and started to rewrite the novel. And I realized quickly I was actually rewrite, I was writing a whole different book, really. Um, and that was that became Between You and Me. Wow. That's, and you're so right, because now you explain it like that, of bringing in that older character, you're really good at just, it brings that whole like life stage and life journey of all aspects in and through the book as well, which is yeah, it was so beautiful to have those those both um, perspectives. So, yeah, I would say, are you a character-driven person? Is that kind of what initially starts you? Because your your characters are so defi- so well-defined and then you, you build your story from that way. Yeah, very much so, yeah. Um, I can't really write um, a story without knowing the characters and um, I think I'm also someone who needs to to get to know them through the act of writing so you know you sometimes read exercises about like sketching characters out beforehand and I've tried those in the past it doesn't really work for me what works is sitting down and writing them and getting to know them through that and then through that you'll almost get an organic sense after a while of like what would they do in the situation okay what if we had this happen that could be interesting and then like this the story sort of goes off that um but yeah I'm very much a character driven writer yeah, I absolutely love that. So when you're writing something, you don't always know, like from writing that way, you don't always know where the ending's going to come up. It's kind of like let the characters no. show where they're going to take you. Yeah. yeah, very much so. And I, I wish it were different. <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, people who write, um, you know, planners and pantsers always, it's kind of like the grass is greener situation. But so I often think, oh, it'd be so much easier if I knew what was going to happen in this book um, and I could just get from A to B. But unfortunately, yeah, that's not how I work. So um, with Between You and Me, I think I was fairly lucky in that I did have time to devote to it. So the story itself kind of got going pretty quickly and I was able to pursue it and finish it without too much trouble. Um, uh, but that was, yeah, I think that was partially um, just having, it was a question of time and be, and concentration and being able to immerse myself in the work, um, which I'm still you know, really grateful to have had that chance. Yeah, that's a whole journey though in itself though. That's like a lot of patience and like you said, sitting with the work of writing that full story Mm. and then being like, I think that's that can happen to a lot of writers where you, you know, you get to something and it's like, oh, it's not working, but then to be like, okay, how can we reword this? Like what was that process for you? Were you back at work then? Like how and yeah, what was the process of rewriting from there? The process was, yeah, so I think I started rewriting with this, you know, this new idea in hand. Um, I started that at the start of 2020 and um, very quickly there became really nothing else to do other than write. Um, so it was kind of <laughs> fortuitous timing. Um, and then what happened was I applied for a PhD and I, I got a PhD scholarship, which is what I'm doing now. Um, but for like weird administrative reasons, I couldn't actually start that um, PhD until July. of of that year of 2020 so I effectively got more time than I was bargaining for um and was yeah still able to live off the savings from my previous job and was able to spend that time rewriting and working on the novel so 2020 was really the year that I 
worked on it very hardcore um, and got it down into a shape that I was happy with, sent uh, out a few versions to my friends to read. And um, I think I, <laughs> it's kind of a big thing, right? Asking someone to read a whole novel and give you feedback, especially if you're not like, um, you know, like giving feedback on someone's work is actually really hard. So I kind of quickly realized that wasn't a reasonable thing to ask of people. So I was working mostly by myself that year. Um, and then in 2021, I sort of started the process of trying to get it published. Yeah, I want to I want to just jump on that whole giving feedback thing because I find this really interesting. Especially yeah. when you've given so much of yourself to something and it's like, hang on, guys, I do need some feedback. But like it's become your whole world. But you're so right. I've done that mm. so many times where I've sent things to people and they're like, mm, yeah, no, I don't have time for this. And yeah. It's, it's like, also, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, what what do you even say? Like, how do you give feedback? It's quite a specialized skill. Um and I feel like because, you know, I've spent time writing and you have as well and probably most of the listeners, um, you know, if someone sent us a manuscript, we'd be able to think of things to say because that we're used to critical reading in that way. Um, but most people actually aren't. So <laughs> it's quite, yeah, it, it does become quite a big ask. Yeah, yeah. And then you, if you do get that feedback and it's like, oh, yeah, it was good. you're so right yeah Yeah, it's finding those people who can really give you that so from that process you just sent out to agents or publishers what was what was the process of finding Ultimo yeah so um because I had been working so um so much by myself um and I didn't know any other writers um and I wasn't part of a writing group or anything like that Um, What I actually did first was to get a manuscript assessment um, through Writers Victoria. Uh, And that was, I think I approached that in a little bit of a different way to maybe how some people um, do it. I didn't actually want the assessor to tell me, um, you know, here's this a big structural issue with your novel. or Here's actually how you should do it. Here's how you you can finish this book. I thought it was actually pretty finished. Um, What I wanted from that assessment was, for someone to tell me basically, yes, you're not deluding yourself. This is uh, of a quality that's ready to go out. Um, and, you know, it's still wild to me. Like you know, that that does cost money. And, and I paid, I think, close to $1,000 for that service because of the length of the manuscript. Um, but as we were just saying, you know, being able to give that feedback as a skill, that's a lot of work. Um, so f- to me, it was money, money well spent. Yeah. And I got the assessment back and it pretty much said what I'd hoped, which was like, you know, here are some small things you could fix up, but ultimately this is of a publishable standard and you are good to like send it out. You won't embarrass yourself. <laughs> um, and so from there, whoops, um, and so from there, I sent it out to a few agents and my agent Sally Bird picked it up. Um, I think that was in early May of 2021. Um, she, we, I did some minor edits for her and um, then she sent it out to sort of, publishers at I think the end of May and she gave them a six-week deadline and said most of them will probably ignore that deadline um, you know just to be clear but um, ultimately ended up coming back and expressing interest um, right before that deadline closed and so in mid-July I had a call a zoom call with Alex Craig from Ultimo um, and they ended up offering shortly thereafter um, so it was pretty straightforward in the end and like I didn't get like a sexy eight-way publisher auction that you sometimes hear about but um, I feel that the book found the best home that it could have found with Ultimo and 
um, even like from that very first conversation with Alex, I knew that she got the book. And I think um, it's a huge gift to find someone who not only gets your write, not only likes your writing, but actually gets it, like understands what you're trying to do. Um, and if that person is your publisher, you've basically like hit the jackpot. So um, yeah, I've always felt really on solid ground um, at Ultimo and I'm really, really happy and really lucky that they picked up the book. Yeah, that's amazing. And I just want to say, yes, that process seems like I love how, firstly, I love how um, they gave them a deadline, but secondly, also like (laughs) (laughs) I was, I, that process, you know, it's, it, you can say that I can't remember what you just said then about um, it almost being a seamless process, but the work that you have put in Mm. that beforehand to be like, oh, you know, this is that, this, and then also investing that little bit more into a manuscript assessment to make sure that it is correct. I think that's, you're so right. Even though it does cost money, it is so worth it at the end of the day because there's nothing you want to do than send, you know, get to that point and then send it off to a publisher and it's not quite there yet and you haven't got that. I absolutely love yeah. that. So I think that's really good advice. Because you get well. you get one chance really, like you're not going to be able to send the same thing again. So, yeah, you may as well do everything you can um, at the point because, you know, you can't control most of this. <laughs> there's only very certain points that you can control and yep. one of that is what you – one of those things is what you actually send out. So, yeah, I really believe in um, spending a lot of time with a work and being super happy with it or, you know, as, as happy and comfortable with it as you can be before you send it out. Yeah, I absolutely love this. And can you give us a little bit, give um, listeners a little bit of a synopsis of Between You and Me and what they can expect? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, between You and Me is about a complex friendship between two young women, um, Mari and Elizabeth, who are um, 25 at the start of the novel. And they are, um, yeah, similar to kind of what I said before, uh, this this part of the book, the, the start of the book is um, very much based on like my own experiences at the time of um, that period after you graduate uni where you don't really know like what the hell you're going to do with the rest of your life. And um everyone else seems to be getting like cool jobs and you know doing things without much effort but maybe it's not that easy for you or you're not sure if you even want to go into that world so they're both kind of drifting around um working casual jobs and living in share houses um and then they meet um a man about 20 years older than them um an academic historian called Jack um and Jack as I said is is very much in a different phase of life to them he's um yeah obviously older uh, he's got a successful academic career, um, makes a fair bit of money, uh, has, you know, more social status in some ways than they do. But um, the three of them are sort of drawn together at this turning point in all their lives. So, they're, you know, they're interested in, in his status, his power, his, um, his, you know, being more established and being more of a real adult. But, of course, he's also drawn to, um, you know, their youth and their freedom and um, the fact that they have their whole lives ahead of them so yeah the the three of them are drawn together and then the book kind of follows how their relationships evolve over I think a period of about eight years so it follows them from their mid-20s into their early 30s and kind of how life changes and um, yeah a lot of it is about coming of age or growing up and the different ways you can do that and the ways it can sometimes happen um, in ways that you really don't expect um, but yeah, it's, it traces sort of how that, that relationship between the two women, um, changes over time. 
Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. And it's a huge, huge recommendation um, on my list for sure. It is such yeah. a, yeah, there's so, I don't want to go, like there's so many elements in there where you're just like, whoa, <laughs> it's, a, it's an absolute um, page tonight. Uh. One thing I was really intrigued with, and I, I haven't read too many books like this and you pull it off so well, is changing um, the point of view. How, what, like, what made you want to, oh, yeah. what made you want to do that? Like, was that something you always had in the book? Cause it's, it's gorgeous and like so well written that way. And, but how did you find that process? Um, it was something that I did before I had any idea of how hard it was going to be. <laughs> like, I think if I could go back in time, um, obviously, no, I'm glad I did it because I think it is really crucial to the book um that the the that the story is both told from both of these characters perspectives and that the point of view changes as you go along um however it it was hard and I yeah like I said I didn't have any idea what I was getting myself into um but I think it was something I wanted to do from the start um I think I uh I remember being really influenced by books like um The Slack which obviously has like a lot more narrators actually, um, you know, like probably seven or eight. But I love the way that that was able to show, that device was able to show the same event from different points of view. Um, and as a fiction writer, I'm really interested in that sort of thing, the idea that there's no, perhaps no stable narrative of something that happens in people's lives or in their past or something, an experience they share together, um, that perhaps there's no one truth, one one true version of that. Um, it's just going to be seen differently from each perspective. And I did kind of want to pull that out by having having two points of view. Um, but it was really hard. <laughs> and in the end, something that really helped if anyone out there is is struggling with a multi-POV um, work, I ended up changing. It was initially written both um, perspectives were in third person. Yeah. And ended up changing one of them to first. Yeah. Yep. And that really helped just to differentiate them in my own mind. Yeah, and so does third person come more naturally to you than than first, writing firstly in third person? Because I feel like everyone naturally writes in one certain way and then having to change in the other direction is kind of like, well, it's a great challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I have always written in third um, before this, but it was actually interesting how switching into first suddenly made that that character's perspective so much easier for me. (laughs) Um, And it fits with her as a, as a character too, because she, this, this character Elizabeth is, is much more kind of confident and self-possessed and she's, you know, her eye is more declarative and, and it kind of, it works in, a, in an organic way that I wasn't planning at the time, but it, it, you know, it happened to work out that way. Um, so yeah, that was, but again, this was just through trial and error. Like <laughs> I would love to claim that I knew all this beforehand, but I just worked it out <laughs> yeah, no, I through the act of writing. <laughs> I think it's yeah. great. It's really well paced and it, it is absolutely beautiful. So um, what's next for you? Have you got another book in the works? Are you, is this kind of, are you staying around this genre? Do you want to like, publish more? What's what's kind of next for you in, in that sense? Also, mm. do it, how, what is that like doing yeah. if you are on a top of a PhD at the moment? That's a lot. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah. Um, one of the kind of good things about this, the way things have worked out with between you and me was that, um, so I signed the contract to publish it in I think September of that year, August or September, I can't really remember, um, 2021. So it's been quite a long time um, between yeah signing the contract and actually having the book hit shelves. Uh, and part of that time was spent doing edits, but there was also a lot of just downtime where I was, you know, just waiting for the next stage to 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 go. 
to click on over on the publisher's side. So I had a lot of time to work on my next book. <laughs> um, and so that's what I have been doing for the past 18 months or so. Um, and I would really like to finish that by the end of the year and get that like out in some way, like to get the, the wheels, you know, turning on the publishing side of things. Um, it is about um, a mother and daughter. It's another, it's another multi POV yeah. uh, or dual POV novel, which I, yeah, I, again, I was like, when I sat down to write it, I was like, there's no way I'm doing that again. I'm just going to make this really simple, but <laughs> didn't work out that way. Um, ended up have, again, having two narrators and just to make things interesting or because I like to talk to myself, I also decided to do two timelines. So it goes kind of wow. back and forward in time. So that might give some insight into why it's taken such a long time to um, to finish. But I am happy with the direction now. Um, so it's about, a, yeah, mother and daughter. It's set um, largely in art world. So it's um, kind of grappling with a lot of questions to do with art and with representation and how we construct our understandings of ourselves and other people um and yeah I think it is it is still literary fiction so a similar genre to, to Between You and Me maybe a little bit more um like I think Between You and Me is could be put in the category of like millennial fiction um and this one is maybe like a little bit older um so yeah I'm like excited to see what happens what happens with it it was definitely a challenge for me and I found writing the second novel much harder than the first um but I think ultimately that's a good sign because it means you know you're challenging yourself as a writer you're not just mm. doing the same thing over and over you're learning new things and that's kind of what it's all about really yeah yeah it makes the process more enjoyable yeah. as well I'd say that's your yeah. voice yeah. now too switching between third and first would you say like if that's what you've created <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe I have made it easier for myself in that respect. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, yeah, it just feels, it feels easier because I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it definitely brings a whole, like, it really puts you in the worlds of the, of the book, essentially. It's it's really, really beautiful. But um, what other advice would you have for any up-and-coming up writers, authors, someone that's sitting with um a manuscript right now that's like, okay, I'm ready for the next thing, or maybe they're just starting one, what mm. would you... Um, pass on to listeners well I think yeah if you're just starting um I feel like this is the advice every single writer gives when they ask but um it is really important just to to write to get words on the page um and I think that is probably the hardest part of the entire process because when you start like you suck just inevitably it's not going to be good <laughs> um that's fine uh I almost found it helpful to think about there being like a certain amount of bad writing inside of everyone that just needs to be excised um, through the act of doing it. And, um, you know, like I've been writing novels, novels, quote unquote, since I was a teenager and um, they all were really bad, but eventually I got there. So, <laughs> but I, you know, I wouldn't, I didn't magically become a decent writer. It was only through practice, trial and error, putting a lot of garbage on the page. Um, so yeah, just keep going. The other bit of advice, yeah, that I'd give to someone who maybe is at the next stage um, is to, yeah, I think it goes back to what I said before, just to take time with it because, um, you know, I've often even read published books where I thought, oh, this is a really interesting idea. I think the author's really talented. And I think if they'd sat with it for another six months or a year, like there could have been something even better. Um it's not, you know, that's not always the case, but I think particularly in 
like our society, quote unquote, where you often you feel a lot of pressure to be the next big thing or to get it, get it out and you know, to do this before you turn 30 or 35 or whatever. Um, and, and in a competitive industry like writing where everyone's trying to beat the odds basically and it's, it's you know, very hard, very brutal, um, brutal industry to be in, yeah, you can be tempted just to like get something out as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I find anyway that um, spending time with the work, even if you don't think that there's anything wrong with it like just sitting with it and letting new ideas come to you like weaving things in that you overhear or that you like that occur to you through daily life and saying oh how can I put that into my manuscript like all of that will just help to cook it a little bit further um so yeah I would I would say just take some take a pause don't feel pressured to put it out um obviously you kind of have to at some point and and for me um, I found, you know, after a while, I was actually sort of delaying the process of trying to get it published. Um, so that's a whole other thing to avoid. But yeah, I think <laughs> it's always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I absolutely love how you say that too. There's, it's like giving it a rest, like giving it a break. I think, mm. I think it's like Stephen King in his his um, on writing. It's like leave it for three months and come back to it, or like mm. you know those things that are constantly coming up and. And that's the thing, we do live in this world where everything's like right now at your fingertips where I feel like art and creativity, yeah, let let it simmer and, and be with it. Like that's yeah. kind of creating it, isn't it? What's the harm? Like, yeah, very unlikely someone else is going to publish your exact novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. fact, I would say impossible. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Thank you so much for joining us today, Joanna. Everyone needs to get their hands on between you and me. It is so beautiful and I... I'm really excited about this next one being um, in the art world too. That really excites me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm no pressure, but I'm hanging out with as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, thanks yeah, so cool. much for having me. No, thank you. Thanks, Joanna.